Let us pray. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, as his father Manasseh did. 2 Kings 21.20 Heavenly Father, I stand before you as a conduit to those who are lost in wicked thoughts, actions, and behaviors. As you did with Manasseh, I pray you will do with all those who are desiring to harm and inflict torment on those around me. Because you are a forgiving God and a good God, I pray for the hearts of all those whose faith has grown cold to be turned around so they can behold and experience your goodness again. I come against every lie that would tell them that you are mad at them and that you have abandoned them. Instead, use me as a vessel to spread your love so that your truth can shine through the darkest of hearts. As you forgave me and gave me a new life, I know that you will do the same for them. Through the power of your Holy Spirit, I know that nothing is impossible. So I thank you in advance that souls are being saved and lives are being restored back to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with us today. Continue your time with God by listening to today's Bible story. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com. An evil king is restored. In our last story, King Hezekiah is saved from the clutches of death and spared for another 15 years. In this time, Hezekiah became friends with the leaders of Babylon. In an attempt to impress them, he showcased all of Judah's wealth. This would prove to be a fatal mistake for the righteous king, since Babylon was an evil nation rising slowly to overtake the world. Now we see the evil reign of Hezekiah's son, Manasseh. His cruelty and wickedness was unmatched by any king before him. He made his dwelling place in darkness. However, all darkness needs is a little bit of light. Inspired by the book of Second Kings. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. This is Jack Graham. In our last episode, we heard how God spared Hezekiah from death and gave him 15 more years of life. We also learned that in his eagerness to impress the nation of Babylon, Hezekiah foolishly opened his gates to show a rising enemy all that Judah had to offer and ultimately to plunder. It was a naive and selfish decision and a costly lapse in judgment and discernment. Today, we'll learn of the reign of his son Manasseh, a stark contrast to his father's reign of righteousness. Manasseh proves to be an evil king far from God. But as we will be reminded today, God is able always to drive out the darkness with his perfect light. Let's listen now to the Word of God. Where does evil begin in a man's life? Does circumstance cause bitterness to turn into hatred, and hatred to turn into evil? Is evil conceived through one's broken childhood, or does evil creep its way into someone's nature without warning or cause? These answers may never be fully known. However, for King Manasseh, evil was just as much a part of him as his beating heart. Manasseh, the son of the righteous King Hezekiah, began his rule in Judah at the young age of twelve. Even as a child, death and cruelty enticed him. He was drawn by the exotic idols of ancient cities. Manasseh devoted himself to the gods of mountains and forests. He erected altars in the city to Baal and Asheroth. As Manasseh grew older and more powerful, his capability for evil increased. He would lure children and young women into the forest to offer them up as sacrifices. He even burned his own sons as an offering to the valley of the son of Hinnom. Manasseh laughed and cried as his son's burning corpses turned to ash. His worship of exotic gods muddied his mind like a swamp. He was never satisfied. He was continually looking for new and creative ways to sin. He delved into omens and sorcery, studying the ways of witchcraft and human sacrifice. He developed a curiosity for necromancers and speaking to the dead. Manasseh's mind and heart were completely covered in darkness, and he loved it. He enjoyed the dark recesses of wickedness. He made his home there. He did not sin ignorantly as other kings had. No, Manasseh was much more shrewd than that. He saw his vile ways as an act against God. He challenged him. He challenged his goodness, his righteousness, and his power. King Manasseh thought himself equal to God, a mistake many men had made before him. One evening, Manasseh sat at the edge of the forest in Jerusalem. He sat praying and speaking to the evil spirits he had bound his soul to. In the dead of night, he chanted and sang to the false gods of ancient Canaanites. The forest rested on a small hill, and Manasseh could see the temple at the bottom in the middle of the city. He smiled a wicked smile and began to walk into the city with his servants. Manasseh stood in front of the vast temple. The ivory pillars and beams of cedar were illuminated by torchlight. It was a truly beautiful sight, especially after his father had restored it. Manasseh remembered his father's obsession over the temple. 
It bored him as a child, but as an adult it vexed him. His father, King Hezekiah the Righteous, was a pitiful man to him. Manasseh spat on the temple floor and gestured for his servants to break open its doors. Together they erected large idols to the Canaanite gods. The temple, the dwelling place of God, had been defiled with Manasseh's worthless idols. Manasseh burst into laughter as he remembered the words of the Lord, In Jerusalem shall my name be forever. The evil king lay in his bed pleased with his work. He enjoyed provoking God to anger. It was a pleasant game for him, and he loved every minute of it. As the weeks went by, Manasseh's depraved practices seeped into the daily lives of Judeans. They entered the temple to pay homage to false gods, and mediums were consulted by many in the city of Jerusalem. Manasseh was pleased with his influence on Judah's culture, but God was not playing Manasseh's games. He would not allow for him to corrupt his children. The Lord sent messengers regularly, imploring of Manasseh to repent and turn from his ways. Every messenger was either rejected or killed for sport. The Lord tugged on the king's heart with his spirit, but his soul had been sealed shut by years of calloused rebellion. The Lord had given Manasseh many chances to turn from his ways. Now it was time for God to remove his protection from the king. Manasseh awoke in the dead of night to screams. He looked out his window to see flames near the palace. He could see shadows of Assyrian soldiers raiding nearby homes. They were not harming anyone. No, they were looking for someone. They were looking for the king. Panicked, the king began to move his furniture in front of his doors. He ignored the pleas for help on the other side of the door and continued to fortify his chambers. Smoke began to creep in through the window and King Manasseh could barely breathe. He could hear violent banging on the other side of the fortified door. The banging grew louder and more violent. Manasseh watched helplessly as the furniture began to move and the door cracked open. The Assyrians burst through the door after several minutes of banging. Manasseh lifted his sword to fight but was quickly struck down onto the floor. He could barely see the Assyrians' faces because of the smoke. However, he could see the large metal hook dangling on a chain in one of their hands. The man drew closer with the hook. Manasseh tried to crawl away but was kicked in the ribs immediately. Manasseh held his side and watched as the man bent down and drove the metal hook into his shoulder. The hook attached to a chain of bronze was driven deep into the king's right shoulder. He screamed in agony as the man tugged on the chain, forcing Manasseh to his feet. Manasseh was then led away, out of Jerusalem, captive to the Assyrian army. Manasseh was dragged out of the country of Judah towards Babylon. He was beaten and bound in bronze chains. Food and water was scarce, and the evil king began to break down. As the Assyrians were camping, Manasseh lay in the cold, bound in chains, with the hook still driven securely in his shoulder. He looked up to the stars and began to weep. He did not pray to the dead that night. He did not seek the comfort of Baal or the shrine of Asherah. In the cold and in pain, Manasseh wept before God. He asked for the Lord's favor and forgiveness. He wailed towards the sky and humbled himself before the living God. The Lord saw Manasseh's tears. God was moved by Manasseh's words. For the first time in the king's life, he had a true connection with his God. 
Early the next morning, the Assyrians released the king and sent him back to Jerusalem. He returned to his home with a damaged ego and a humbled heart. No longer did Manasseh spite God. He knew that he was the Lord of heaven and earth. He knew that he was not only powerful, but merciful. Although Manasseh did not deserve mercy from God, he received it. As the sun breaks the morning fog, Manasseh's mind began to clear. He saw his nation with new eyes. He fortified the cities to protect his people from harm. He stripped away the idols in the streets and temple. He restored the temple that had been desecrated and became a devoted worshiper until the end of his days. After Manasseh died, his son Ammon was made king. Ammon did not share the story of his father. He devoted himself to evil and conspired against the Lord. He led many people astray and was selfish in everything he did. He abused those who served him and worshipped himself as a god. Because he refused to humble himself, his servants assassinated him in his own home. His son Josiah was then made king after him. In today's scripture passage, Hezekiah has been succeeded by his son Manasseh. Still a child when he became king, Manasseh did not follow the righteous footsteps of his father or live in the wonderful legacy that he had been given. In fact, he went the exact opposite direction. Hezekiah had torn down the idolatrous altars and even the high places where evil gods were worshipped in Judah. But as Manasseh grew, his evil heart could not get enough of the evil deities of the foreigners. He erected altars and Asherah poles in the city. He defiled God's house and sacrificed his own sons to false gods. As much as Hezekiah found great joy in serving the Lord, his son Manasseh seemed to take joy in blasphemy and insulting God, making a mockery of his holiness and doing all kinds of evil things. But as we have seen time and time again, as the king went, so did the people. They soon turned their back on God and went back to their old ways, chasing after the exotic gods and empty promises of those false deities. Here's what we read in 2 Kings 21, verses 11 and 12. Because Manasseh, king of Judah, has done these abominations, having done wickedly more than all the Amorites who did go before him, and has also made Judah sin with his idols, therefore thus the Lord says, the God of Israel, Behold, I am bringing such calamity on Jerusalem and Judah that whoever hears of it, both his ears will tingle. Yes, God is a God of love. He is full of mercy and grace towards his children. But there is a time when God sends judgment. Manasseh and the people of Judah deserve this judgment, to be annihilated, wiped out because of their mockery of God. The Bible says, remember this, whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. The people were sowing their own judgment, and they reaped it. But even in his judgment, we see God's immeasurable mercy. He sent Assyrians to capture the king. They drove hooks into his shoulders and led him in chains through the forest, likely some of the very land where Manasseh had murdered his own children in the fire, and then they took him out of Judah. Imagine this king who so pridefully mocked God, defied God, and engaged in so many vile acts. Now he is brought down, 
chained like a slave of the enemy. It is a visual depiction of his inner state. He has been enslaved to sin and wickedness for years. The hooks in his flesh were strong, but not nearly as powerful as the grip that sin had on his heart and mind. So Manasseh was led out of the land. In chains, under the control of the sworn enemies of God's people, Manasseh's heart broke. He cried out to God, the only one who could rescue him. And though he didn't deserve it, God heard his cry. He forgave the king because God could see there was genuine repentance, heart change. Was this all just desperation and fear? Well, certainly that. But it does not make it any less genuine if God chooses to forgive. A contrite heart, a repentant heart, is what God seeks from all of us, and that's what Manasseh offered to the Lord. So amazingly, the Assyrians released the king, and he returned, humbled and restored to Judah. He tore down the altars and restored God's temple and lived out his days in humility, serving the Lord. This is a wonderful story of salvation that comes through repentance and deliverance from God. His son Ammon sadly did not follow him and persisted in evil until he was killed by his own servants. But Ammon's son, Josiah, would lead Judah into another area of reform, revival, and return to the Lord. We'll hear his great story the next time we're together. Dear God, thank you for your word, always, that reminds us that you will judge sin. But when we genuinely cry out to you and seek you and return to you in your grace and mercy, because of your cross and resurrection, that we can come back to you and that you will receive us like prodigal children into your family. And we pray this with deep gratitude in our hearts for your grace and mercy. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make Bible study and prayer a priority in your life. And if you enjoy this podcast, please let as many people know as possible. And also, if you would like to know more about Christ, know more about the Christian life, know more about what the Bible says, visit me at jackgraham.org. That's jackgraham.org because we have many resources there available to you. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.
I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 